Welcome back to uh, the Digital Twin Podcast. This is uh, episode seven, and uh, we are talking about Porter's support activities, um, supporting activities uh, in the value chain. And we've covered all of the uh, the primary, and we want to wrap up uh, um, this uh, this series with uh, with a couple of more episodes. And so this one, we're going to cover the uh, supporting activities, specifically, you know, human resources, technology, and and so on. Um, so, you know, Omar, we've talked about all of the key elements, some of the, the drivers in, in all of the various, um, you know, primary activities. What are your thoughts on supporting uh, activities? Are they as impactful as it was that we, we talked about in, in the primary side of things? They are. I think they, they are the, you know, they, they don't label them primary activities because they're not really, um, they're more of the support uh, side, but to really enhance and, and, and generate a lot of that profitability from these primary activities, having good support um, uh, functions can really accelerate some of that um, transformation. Now, you know, you hit on a few things there that I really think are very critical in, in, in our um, day and age, you know, from a human resources point of view and our digital culture and how the IT infrastructures are set up to be able to uh, enhance the new evolution of, of organizational, um, um, you know, digitally native organizations, right? You know, when you start thinking about certain buzz terms that are, are, are out there today, um, one of the key key drivers is, is, you know, how do you, you know, find talent, recruit it, and retain it, right? Um, what are um, new graduates or the workforce looking for in, in organizations and, and how are organizations being able to bring that talent and extract the great things and be able to reciprocate um, and having them being retained and, and being part of that organization uh, that really drives uh, the overall branding and um, um really live their life through it, right? The days of, 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 of employees really having a lot of pride saying, I work for company X or I work for company Y because we're here to change the world or, you know, you put that statement behind that. And that is what organizations are trying to, to develop, right? Have a purpose and mission. And how do they institute that into their uh, recruitment processes, their their organizational culture, and and also the infrastructure and data that they're looking at to to validate some of these um, hypotheses and 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 um, ideas that they're trying to institute in the in the organization and really sell that to to everyone. I think it's so really it starts with finding the right match, right? You want the right match for the candidate. Candidate needs to find the right match for you as an employer. It's like a matchmaker, right? I think before it you is. can find your, your special someone, you got to know who you are. The it's organization for, for HR. That's right. You, the organization's got to know who they are, right? What they believe in, what they want everybody to know and what they're passionate about. And with that, you can go out and look for people that are like-minded, that have the same passion, that want to do great things along this mission. And I think along the way, 
organizations, they lose sight of that sometimes, especially real established organizations can lose the, what is the mission and purpose? Because as you start to get very large of an organization, you have multiple things that you're looking at. The, the, the mission can kind of change in many directions because you have many different businesses or many different um, ideologies of, of what your, or industries or verticals. And the market shift. the markets, yeah. are, everything changes. Well, how is digital helping? How is, is, is digital truly making an impact? Uh, how would you break that down? Yeah, I would say there's a few things, right? Um, when you start looking, you know, given the organization you are, uh, when, once you have that kind of solidified, now you need to find what are those matches, right? So when you look at social networks, um, building profiles across candidates, what questions, what excites people, what motivates people, that can start to really channel into an overall um, matrix or modeling across, you know, good probabilities of candidates that would be successful um, within this organization to actually grow. Um, and, and what does that look like for them, right? And would they be happy um, handling that? So I think... Overall, you know, just interviewing or in a resume is not enough in today's society. So how can you pull more data points, get more um, qualitative? Hey, you're in luck. There's a lot of data out there. There is. <laughs> On candidates. Uh, there is. It seems to be that. Is it ethical? Well, I mean, that's, you know, if it's out there, public information, is it? Then you're making a choice as but a, as as, a, as, as employers person. as well. They go through credit, they go through background check, so they go through that exhaustive um, onboarding or or uh, you know background check process as well. So you can say that you know it's all ethical and above board and fair game. I would say, um, but with that, you also got to think about um, the job market and the candidates themselves that are trying to get into some of these companies that. They really, you know, want to get into how do they get noticed? What are some of those data triggers? What is what is really going to get these big companies noticing, right? These candidates. How do I get myself in the game? And that's a whole nother game in itself as well that, you know, not a lot of individuals are are well aware of and the tools and how how hr is working these days um i think it's it's quite unique in a sense that hr is really you know driving a lot of this um how do you say it uh i guess their their outcomes are based on a few things right bringing in good Mm -hmm. talent and retaining that talent and and how they keep them engaged with the organization and growing within the organization really stands the the test of of you know managing the human capital resources, right? So, yeah, I think the digital has definitely made you know it's pretty clear to most people because we all have you know been in the job market over the past ten years and know we we know how that has changed, but how is retaining yeah. employees? That's changing? that's that is a very powerful that that is the. The answer of all answers for all organizations to help retain talent and and cultivate that is 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 a big challenge. And I think how digital is affecting that 
is in a, in a probably in a, a few ways, right? It's it's capturing more data, more engagement from from employees, having more qualitative, uh, you know, engagements with management, cross management, cross functions. What are they interested in? Having more touch points to see what's happening, or is your career growing? How can we help you get to where your goals are? You know, there's a lot more. But there's also true analytics, data driven, yeah, information about amount of time that you're interfacing with other folks, um, whether that's collaboration tools that that you're using or the enterprise is using, or it could be RFID chip-based mm-hmm. tracking mechanism to see how you know are you having are you conversations with people. You know are you having yeah are you truly engaging marketing with, hey, truly he's interacting talking with, with these people. He's talking with this group. He's wow he yeah. or she, you know, they're really Engaging at a macro scale, that could be very, very informative, right? At a macro scale, you know, whether that's collaboration tools, whether that's in person physical engagement, um, you know, going from one building to another or one room to another. I mean, it's we've been in some, you know, which we cannot talk about specifically, but we've been in some, some, uh, you know, offices where that's tracked right down to the coffee machine, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, we're watching you, right? <laughs> so it's it's that type of data that's available. And you sign that privacy away when you walk in the building, right? Yeah. So it's if it's, you use this laptop or anything, then uh, your employer has the right to track you. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a game. The, the game has changed. I would say uh, it used to be a, a little bit different, but now there's a lot of data, a lot of tools, a lot of analysis that can be run to be pretty precise. Probably these days, you could you could draw some clear conclusions uh, with some of this. So, um, but with that, you know, a mindset uh, start. You know, the patterns that that get get developed with this data can really start to analyze the DNA of the right candidate, right? The right the right people, the right stuff for the organization. Who's gonna be? Yeah. Better fit, better fit How can for the they meld those recruitment yeah. processes with the people that are successful within the organization? What is, what are those, those predictors, right? What are those um, different um, um, factors that really uh, enhance or predict the uh, a good candidate? Um, yeah, the the other piece of retainment is also, you know, and I, we've come across this working, you know, almost in a consulting capacity where. Um, given the 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 drain uh, with all the retirements that are taking place, the newcomers are looking for new tools, and they're looking for the latest and greatest in technology to guide them through the work process. Right, whether that's doing their day to day job or trying to go, you know, interact with somebody, they want the latest in digital tools available to them because they're digitally native. That's what they grew up with, right? Mm-hmm. And whether that's providing them on the job training, whether that's, you know, guiding them through digital tools that, you know, that's wearables or uh, whether it's a watch or a device you wear or it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's goggles or, you know, uh, virtual reality. They're expecting a certain type of engagement with those training systems. That's different than the expectations five years ago. And now this is real, right? We, we, we touch on real and we see that every day that's being deployed, whether that's training customers or whether it's training employees. Absolutely. I mean, 
it's, you know, when you start thinking about just that aspect, I think that's, that's, it's a very important piece because people are the organization, right? And the culture is a big deal. How you integrate those pieces with your overall data strategy and your IT infrastructure to be able to cat- uh, to be able to collect and analyze this data is pretty important as we talk about support activities. And um, in, a, in a sense, it's really a big primary activity if you think about it because it's it's the overall you know you know glue it's the analysis piece that really keeps all these primary activities running at, at the highest peak possible right with the people at, at the center of it that are really driving the the value so um it's very exciting um it's i'd say it's evolving very quickly as well and you know one one note there's you know organizations also have to be pretty careful on relying so much on data to tell them all the right answers and not having some human interjection or element in there to really start to look at, you know, how do you plug in empathy, right? How do you measure empathy? How you measure all these different non-tangibles that are not really um, quantitative, but they're more qualitative in a way that sometimes, you know, sophisticated modeling or analytics may not be able to address um in, in yeah. a, in a this is one way. i think it's a great point yeah. and i think this is one area companies are losing track they are a little bit yeah well most yeah, it's it, mean, it, 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 it's a key it's a key element because you, you you lose some of the x factors because you're starting to become more machine uh driven and you start to lose that culture that you know, that the spirit, you know, that you want as well. So you don't want to get locked into some of that as well. So, yeah. And it's actually a good example, you know, is sales, right? A CRM software isn't a true reflection of your clientele, your relationship, your salespeople's relationship with your clients. It is simply a list of names contacts, emails, and phone numbers and, and what you do with them. But that's not truly what, what your company's built of. Your company's built of relationships that are driven by people. And, uh, you know, having metrics-driven, you know, measurements that are simply looking at how many logs, you, you know, how many times you logged into a CRM, how many contacts you made, how many calls you made. These are superficial numbers that don't tell the big story because at the end of the day, your, your top 10% of the sales force or top 20% of the sales force is bringing you 80% of your revenue or driving 80% of your, your traction. And, and it, can you replace them? Can you give them a list of customer names and contact information and, and replace those 20% with, with just, just random 20% and say, Hey, go, go sell. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it's just, it is not a list. It is not just a database. So, you know, that, that, that example, you know, in my mind, in theory, tells in theory, you the data, the, in the theory, line. the data analy- the analytics are telling you to do X to get Y. Yeah. But in reality, you know, what do you, what do you lose? What are you not seeing that you may be getting Y? But you're 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 not seen through the forest, you know. Yeah, and that's the, the right having the right balance, yeah. you know, of 
you know, that with data-driven organization, we talk a lot about data-driven organizations, data-based decision-making, but where's the balance? How do you draw that line where you, or you have over-reliance on the step of data, which could be completely yeah. misleading? Well, I think, I think what, what we really, we're, we're developing a culture where everyone wants to make decisions just based on data, which is, which is fine because when, you know, the decisions don't come out right, they blame it on the data versus actually blame it on, on, on the it's, it's, actually, a it's a way to shed, shed responsibility. responsibility, right? So you got to take in all the data that's within your organization, but you got to have some pragmatic views on what makes sense uh, with this data, right? Take it and in, in, in what it is, right? It's one piece of the pie. Look at the other three or four pieces that may be not data-driven, but maybe qualitative, maybe something that's a little bit different. Your feel, your gut, how much of weight do you put on certain pulse, the right? pulse, right? All these things yeah. weigh into an overall decision that a leader has to make. And and some of the top leaders say that, yeah. that it's, it's a, all, at the end of the day, there is a gut-driven decision-making. Yeah. Can you really, can you really put that on paper? It's hard. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, it's, this is, it's a great, it's a great balance, you know, of data driven, but also, you know, we just run into some of the faults uh, of, of what can happen um, just running an organization by pure data, right? So it's a good way to wrap up our entire series, right? We've talked about every single activity, primary or secondary, that is completely being uh, rewritten by digital, mm -hmm. but it, it, cannot be forgotten that data just simply isn't the only thing right yeah. it it's it's uh it, it don't let don't be misled don't chase perfection right. with data because correct at, at at some point you'll run an organization pure data it'll be a machine and nobody wants to work for a machine you lose your soul, right. you lose your purpose, you lose your mission. You cannot codify your mission in pure data. The human element is also in presence. It drives that mission. And we can't lose sight of that, right? So empathy, all the things that are not measured, the intangibles, the goodwill, all that is is... You know, maybe one day they'll 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 come up with a beautiful data model to to have across the those the difficult non tangibles. But to this point, it's it's quite challenging to do that. So you can't lose sight of that. And even though you're digitally transforming, we're all human at the core of it, and the decisions aren't solely based on data. They're also based on a human impact as well. That's a great way to wrap up this uh, particular episode. Um, and we thank all our thank viewers our uh, for tuning in um, on season three. I know uh, it's been uh, a journey for us. We, we've reached a, a milestone here. We're now, what, what is it now, Har? A year? About a year it's into almost this, a year. this yeah. journey. And it's been quite um, amazing with all the the uh emails and, and comments to to some of the engagements we've had with 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 other uh organizations to help them with their digital um projects and, and just to have some perspective on what makes sense right uh on how we like to keep things you know simple real that are valuable 
that's really the core of it, right? You want to break things down that are in a way easy to understand and digest for an organization, but also real enough that they can actually happen. There's technology, there's pieces out there that can actually make this happen that translate into real value. Because at the end Absolutely. of the day, if you don't keep it simple um, and it's not re and, and if it's not real and it doesn't generate value, why are you doing it? Right? Absolutely. Don't chase fads. That's right. Don't chase it. Anyway. Well, thank you all. Hari been awesome. Good season. Uh, many more to come. Thank you, everybody. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later.